coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Friday, everybody. You made it. Congratulations. Give yourself a round of applause. You well made done. it through the week. Well done. Good job. Well done. Fantastic. Welcome into Old School 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. DP is here. Jay Foreman is back from his I'm, super I'm secret. Amazement. From his super Pe- secret missions. People, people need to uh, What's put happening? an APB out and give Jake a hug. Because of okay? the Dolphins, look at him. He's a little angry, Jake. Then Sipple was he was Sipple's feeling that, right? Yeah. What did you guys do? Him? I wasn't a listening. Show I was going on in there. I was busy with other things. What were you guys doing to Jake? We, Jay I, was, I predicted that the the Dolphins would win the East. Jay was, but then I said, but the then he was side. mad that I said Trubisky was better than Tua, just by the record, the pure numbers. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything. 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sarder Haven Text Line. Oof. Oof. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I'm, I, not, I, look, I'm not I'm not. Oh, he was, he was gaslighting him, and, 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 and Jake saw it and was like, okay, I need to get out of here. Cause he, nothing. He, but he fell for a hook, line, line, and sinker. Why would you do that to him? Because he's a Dolphins fan. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They do have the most talented roster in the, in the East, though. Oh, definitely. They're not going to win it. Yeah, but they do. They should win it this year. They should. They should. But it's the Dolphins, so they won't. I mean, so much talent. So, so much. much. They got. They almost have too much talent that you don't know what to do with it. Like so. Because much they talent. got two. They, I'm sitting, and this is yeah. all jokes aside. That you got Tyreek Hill and Waddle, Parker. I mean, that's they don't a, have Parker anymore. Parker's in New England. Oh, okay, you got Tyreek Hill and Waddle. Look, Jake. Jake turned around. Those are two receivers, one-on-one coverage and zone. That is hard for anybody to cover. Mm-hmm. And, and and then one of them is going to get matched up against a guy like me, which is not going to work. Not going to work out well for whatever team I'd be on. Um, and then one of them, if they're both out wide, is going to go against the number two corner, which isn't going to work out wide no. or work out well. Um, <clears throat> I think their offensive line is rebuilt. Their defense line is good, and then they signed a couple of running backs that can run that scheme. So. It's kind of plug and play. So now it's all on Tua. And they got was it Gasecki as a tight end who's a yeah. young emerging kind of Travis Kelsey like second or third version. Yeah. You know what I mean? So currently the Walmart version could be better. He's a little bit better. If, if, well, that's a Travis Kelsey is super target. He's a target version. Mm, okay. Okay. Hey, you know what though? I, I did. I was blessed to hear Sipple talk about NIL. But here's what people don't understand about NIL. Maybe Nebraska does this, or anybody does it. It's like, um, you know, these NIL deals come with stipulations, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like, hey, you market, you know, said water bottle, and we're just going to give you a check, and then you know, you can kind of just live your life like a imbecile, right? 
So what I mean is, is like there's something in there I imagine conduct detrimental to it's usually to the team as you see in the nfl but conduct conduct detrimental to the brand right so then therefore these contracts are two-way contracts there's obligations on both financially and then obviously you know action wise so my whole thing is if i was talking to guys about nil because it's a big deal right this is another thing i'd say to them well then you're, you're wanting to be treated you know like a professional so if you want to be treated like a professional, then you have to conduct yourself like a professional. Then you have to understand the expectations of being a professional in your own realm, just based on an NIL deal. So don't just think it's just a it's like a, a, a full um, infinity laced cookie jar that you can just go in and just reap all the, the benefits from them. You know what I mean? And also, you know, like um, I would say this, you know, like. We were talking about my grandfather, and my dad. He's like, "Look, man, you know, he always talked about, you know, when you become a man, you you understand what it means, and you, and, you know, I can't really tell you, but he, the one thing he did tell me, he's like, he's like, when you're when you're when you're a boy or like a up and coming young man, you do what you want. When you are a grown man, you do what you have to do, right? And that's about being a professional. So if you know, yeah, if you want to go out and have a good time, nobody's saying not to have a good time, but also understand." there comes a time limit and a limit that you can go to with your good time for two reasons. One, you don't want to lose control and then lose your, whatever your, you know, NIL deals or potential, right? Two, which is most important. You don't want to lose or number one, but you don't want to lose your scholarship. And then obviously your playing time and all that, you don't want to lose your NIL deal. But then also three, you want to make sure that you're able to um, have enough time, but then also know know that if you're a professional or somebody that's gonna that's viewing yourself as a professional, that you got to start making some sacrifices. And sacrifices is at this point in time with NIL or just if you want to be a person that's next in line for NIL, you're gonna have to sacrifice some of the things that majority of or you know high ninety nine percent of the high or not high school but college students get to participate in anytime they want. They can go to a party you know, on, on a game week on a Monday. How much of that is, is discussed and known, though? I don't know. Yeah, like... I don't know. From, I was just from, thinking from, about... From, just from, thinking. The, from, from, the, from the athletes that we've been around, I don't think... One, I think... I don't think... I don't probably... I don't think it's enough. And, and, and I can't speak for Nebraska. I'm just thinking just broadly. I don't think it's enough. I don't think it... I don't think a lot of these kids understand... They they might have somebody to, you know just so they're protected so they're not you know duped but they're not telling them the finer details of what this really means they're, the the teaching moments right the teaching moments I don't think they're getting it because for, it, we, for, for and, and maybe it's the the vacuum that we've kind of created here but the the student athletes that come in here and do shows and give us access to their, their lives and what's going on those are probably top level folks anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and some do, and, 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 you know, these kids are, you know, they're the wide generation, you know. You go and, you, hey, you want to give them – I mean, it's a funny thing. You probably, hey, you want 10 grand, they'd be like, why are you giving it to me? Back then, we are like, all right, cool, we'll deal with it. After, we'll, we'll take it and then go with it. But, yeah, so, you know, there's not all of them. Or, there's some that know, but majority that don't. Because you can tell the one – there's just the young kids in nature just think they need to be compensated for just being there. And when you think you need to be compensated for just being there versus doing something, 
then majority of the time you don't understand what the obligations and expectations are if you did get an NIL deal because well, you think you're entitled to it. Well, but but f- so for the, the – the, this is new. So the majority, oh, yeah. the, the majority of people that we're talking about who are in the system now have never gotten it. So th- there is no expectation for them getting it. They don't even expect to get it. Now, the people who are getting it, those are that's 1% of 1%. Sure, but I think that there's people that are wanting to get it or do have it that don't understand the whole package. They're how how to, would they? How would how would the folks? So I mean, you'd have to have the conversation like this and really like show them some. You know, I haven't heard any. You know, I'm not going. Well, I haven't heard of any athletes getting in trouble off the field and then say, "Oh, ninety three seven, the tickets pulled there." And I, I haven't. We haven't seen that. But you could show them whether it's Phil Mickelson or Tiger Woods when he went through his stuff, or uh, anybody else that's lost a lot of sponsorships based on what they've done off the field, and some of it haven't even been that much. Even like you just talked about, Justin Thomas just won uh, a major in golf, and he said something uh, about himself to himself, got caught on a hot mic, mm-hmm. and he lost his sponsorship, which he had been with, I think, since he turned pro, since he, le- he left the University of Alabama, I think it was R- Ralph Lauren. Is that Polo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so he lost a big endorsement deal with that. He, I mean, he apologized and all that stuff, and he still lost it. So it's it's those are the things that needs to be shown to him. Understand that they need to understand the broadness of conduct detrimental in this case to the brand, mm-hmm. because it can cover anything that they make it feel like. Yeah, yeah, they it could be. They it, wouldn't know. They right. So they those really the, wouldn't so, know. Yeah. So, yeah. So you need to. Now they know. Like, hey, man, I can't get a DUI. They know that, that those are the like layup ones. But the other I things. I know that they do. Well, then if they don't, I mean, then but you still got to cover it. I'm just uh, giving them the benefit of the doubt. But I definitely yeah. don't think they understand what. Uh, causes so, so right i don't i definitely don't think they understand what causes so for college students and remember these are college students most of these folks are under the age of 22 sure right so then the, the conversation turns to is this a, a thing that the parents should have installed in them before they came to college or is this a no, thing it's that something they, that you could because you, you just this is also a selling point to i mean if it was me right i would have somebody that has Real life, ex- I mean, I, don't, I mean, how can I? No, I mean, you're, no, you're, you're like you're, have real life experience yeah. with it. That that the university and I guess compliance or whatever would educate them on it to deliver it to kids in a way that they can understand it, and therefore, then they also have somebody that, that they can always talk to that isn't dealing with the money, right? So, if I'm always going to somebody that I'm going to get to pick up my check for, that relationship is different if I can get somebody on the same uh, that can get on a personal level with me that doesn't have anything. I'm not paying them. Away They're not from getting my different. playing time. Right. Away, away from, from my, my playing money. time. And explain to them the whole picture of NIL and how NIL, you can parlay that into your second career and a possibility of getting a job or getting an internship or something else long after that. Right. And here's another good example of quote unquote NIL, but how you parlay a relationship that you had even from an athlete brand standpoint um michelle we who was like the 14 year old phenom that played with the men um accomplished woman golfer you know recognizable name in x y and z mm-hmm. um obviously you know i think she just got married had it either one i know she had one kid maybe two but she's just announced that i saw it on you know on uh network that they that she's going to step away from playing 
but then now she's a brand ambassador. You know what I'm saying? So just because you aren't playing, that doesn't mean that you still can't have that relationship. So I think, you know, don't look at NIL as something that you want just for short term, right? Because you could, okay, just say like if you're, like these are, I don't know, two companies, right? So this company is who you're partner with in college just because you're like, oh, it's short term. And they, instead of taking a deal for 4,000, I get 5,000, right? But then after college and say you get done playing or, you know, you're, you know, say you weren't able to go to NFL or NBA or anything like that. Here comes this second brand right here. But this second brand had been watching you for two or three years because you had been on their radar after college for something bigger. Well, the partnership that you were so quick to jump on because of a short term, um, gain well in this case i just said a thousand bucks is it really worth it missing out on a 12-year uh, employment opportunity with this brand here for a thousand bucks so so what i mean by that is like you know partner with things that kind of fit in your your wheelhouse this is but this is because where you know you one thing to tell people to build their brand with a hey, go out there and tweet stuff out and out get you to ten thousand followers right when you can actually buy ten thousand, that, 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 that's not yeah, that's not that's not they, brand development. But that, that's what that. that's what people think, and when you think people, that's what people think, right? Um, but building your brand is definitely like who you're partnering with. There's a reason why some people turn. You don't really see a lot of stuff with like Tom Brady. He does what kind of fits in his deal, right? Um, well, and he's also he's able to kind of picking. Pick yeah, he's, yeah, he's also cherry picking. But there's a lot of guys that do it. I, I think. For me, the big part of this, one, because of the newness of it, right? Because there are a lot of folks who weren't prepared to oh, be nobody in this was, space. Nobody was because it just kind of turned – it was like on Thursday they were kind of, you know – You're a student bring, athlete. You're a student athlete, and it, and it might happen. Then the perception is it's never going to happen or it's never going to mm-hmm. happen while I'm in college. Mm-hmm. Monday it was like a free-for-all. And then like football, it was like two or three weeks before camp started. So that took like a focus away from getting ready for the season to you see all these guys tweeting out like, hey, I'm open for opportunities, X, Y, and Z. And then you can, then they said you can hire an agency. Then you got that, right? So, yeah. Which, then, which is newness. always – so what we've been dealing with lately, Jay, is that student – that the parents of student athletes are reaching out. And I can tell you, I, I've talked to, to, to four different families this week where – not only think about how new it is to the student athlete, it's newer to the parents. It was newer to everybody, and it's new. It had coaches who just don't know how to process. So right. I can tell you that another Big Ten member university reached out to me and said, "Listen, we we see what you're doing with student athletes. We need to do that. So can we talk, have the conversation about how to do it?" And their thing is, <laughs> they don't know either what they should be doing they've got all these ideas and uh, they're up in the air but they don't have any real plan yeah, or there's foundation the, because for the, because the people or the entity that you that always kind of had the cloud over you that they regulated everything that you did right mm-hmm. like the ncaa is like oh <laughs> y'all said you I, need me no there's like hey you know you don't like how we're doing it so then you know what we're gonna let you guys go out there and you know, kind of like drowned yourself. And so um, 
ideally you'd like to see some, you know, like a new group come together to kind of have a plan. But I think, like I said, I do think it's going to dissipate itself. I think this is really the in, in just football. I think this is really the first year of it. I think last year was just kind of like too close to the season. So you really couldn't get, I mean, you saw Adrian had his deal, but you couldn't see it. But I think other schools started to get theirs ramped up during football season because it was their off season. Now you see it now with the off season. I think after the season, you know, it's going to be just like a salary cap situation. Okay. We signed Rico for this much DP for this much J for this much. Okay. Let's look up. Was it really worth it based on the resources we used to recruit him? how he was, what kind of teammate he is, um, how much did this really affect him, you know, the whole thing. And then is then you're going to, like, have the, you know, the whole juice versus – or squeeze versus the juice. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how teams do it um, moving forward. But you definitely – like, I always say this, like, I know Alabama does it a really good job with it. I know Georgia does a really good job with it. I know Tennessee does a really good job with it. Only reason because I played with guys that – uh, well, one guy, two guys that I play with are in positions. One I just know um, from Jonas Jennings, who plays at or is at Georgia, um, and it's a teammate of his. Where they 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 have, they make sure if you look at Kirby Smart, you always see Jonas Jennings, and Jonas Jennings does a lot of the stuff from a player standpoint. And you see Jonas Jennings, every guy that gets drafted, he's with Jonas Jennings because it's the relationship that he's building with them after football you know what I mean, for their brand and stuff like that, I think you're going to see that more importance on that if you're going to dip into it. Now, it can't be, you know, like I say, I don't think it's going to be something that you can do every year where you go and sign 20 guys. You know, you're kind of turning over your middle to, you know, your your lower third of your top of your roster to the, you know, the middle, you know, middle to half third of your second of, you know, your meat of your roster constantly over with – um you know, transfers are NIL, but it's something that can definitely kickstart your program. So it's it it's it's a year to year basis. I know that they you know, Sipple and then we're talking about Iowa fans all upset about it, but you're in different situations. Iowa kinda knows like Iowa knows when they you know, they're they're fine with looking at themselves in the mirror and they're a six and they're they're the they're the best looking six out there. But if you mess with them, they're gonna embarrass you. You know, they've beat teams that they probably shouldn't have and and they know how to do what they do. Iowa's going to Iowa. Wisconsin's going to Wisconsin. So in order to get to that level and kind of level the playing field, you know, sometimes you got to really, you know, depend on NIL. And then there's going to be years if, if guys develop and you have a couple of really good classes that you don't need to go to NIL or not NIL or just, you know, transfer well, I, portal. I, I, think, I think the transfer portal is going to be a part of everybody's business going forward. Oh, it is. It's, it's, I'm, not saying you, it. I'm not saying it's not going to be a part of your business, but to the, to the, to the, to the magnitude of like – this year, it won't you, you just, there's it won't be sustainable to do it every year like that. I think uh, I think it'll be I think it, this is a part. Of, I think this because I'm always, not saying it's not a part of it, but if you think you're going to go turn your roster over every year and then over ten years you're going to have ten winning seasons, there's no there there's not that many good players that are that you can hit on. You know what your hit percentage would have to be. If you just say if you just decided to for every season, let's just take a really easy number. We're going to get ten guys out of the portal every year. Mm-hmm. In ten years, that's a hundred new players. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so that means that you would have no, to. No, remember, remember the it, remember the three year cycle. It's a three year cycle. What we're talking about. So you're only you're only in infusing thirty players over the course of that any players. Okay, so well, you would have to hit on twenty one of those thirty players. I I think most programs would be really happy about that. No, you would have to hit on twenty one of those thirty players to be a sustainable product. You would have to for every ten players that you get, seven of them have to really be what you thought they would be. Isn't isn't that what you're, you're trying to do in the recruiting game anyway? But the portal is different. You're, that means you're 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 getting guys in the portal versus a high school kid because you're saying that they're ready made. That you've seen something from right. them, right? Right. Okay. Well, just because you're good at like FAMU doesn't mean that you're going to come here in the Big Ten and be what you were at FAMU. So that's what I'm saying. You have to hit on seven out of ten. It's like almost humanly impossible. Versus then also you're not the only school out there recruiting these players. So, yeah, if you could pick ten guys that I know – like if you had ten guys and you know seven of these guys are going to hit, you're not going to get all seven. I think this we'll, – we'll pick it up at nine o'clock because I think there's there's some – as you said, there's some, some juice to the squeeze. Uh, I need Jay to pick a number between one and eight. Four? Okay. We'll be right back. No, you're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.